0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM.
1: You're listening to a special presentation of Wharton Moneyball, live from Atlanta in the SiriusXM stage at the Super Bowl 53 Media Center. Here again, Cade Massey, Adi Weiner, and Eric Bradlow.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to a special edition of Wharton Moneyball. Live from Radio Row in Atlanta in advance of the Super Bowl down here. Lots of folks getting ready to watch Patriots-Rams. We're going to do two hours of conversation about Patriots and Rams and all things NFL. Just off of a conversation with Eric Winston, NFL PA president. Rolling into a conversation with Damani Leach. Damani, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Glad to have you, man. Damani is Senior Vice President of Football Strategy and Business Development at the National Football League. He was at the NCAA for about 17 years before that. Before that, he played a little defensive back for Princeton. Right. And originally out of Tacoma, Washington. Detail. Demani you got you got lots of little credentials on your tag. Can you go anywhere around here? Like, I, what kind I, of rooms?
1: I think I can go just about anywhere. Can, but, you know. What can't you get into? You think all access means all access. It actually doesn't. There's different layers of all access. <laughs> you know, it's all access with a star and with a little logo. And so. I just keep walking until somebody tells me I can't go. That's
0: party. right. That's the way these Super Bowl parties are, too, right? You, you, get, you, get invite, you get invited to some party and you think you're special. Then you realize there's a special circle yep. inside the party. Yep. You've got
1: to have yep. another permit. There's to get always another way. level.
0: Listen, Damani, can you tell us a little bit about what's in your portfolio right now? You've been doing this yeah. job for about four years. About
1: four years, yeah. It's, um, it's a fairly new role within um, uh, the league office, so I work in our football operations group. What we do is we focus on the game of football that's how we play it, coach it, officiate it, who does it, where we do it, how we do it, and just how do we make it better is the bottom line goal, is make the game of football better, particularly with a future focus. So look, three, five, in some cases, 10 years out.
0: Well, I'm glad you're thinking about that because I'm sure nobody else is thinking about it. <laughs> no one has any opinions on how to make the NFL better. Not right? at all. Especially not Eric, who's dying to get in oh, right wow. right I'm already in. asking a question, we go. Here we go. So what does, I mean, better can mean, as
2: a marketing professor, better can yeah. mean lots of things. Yep. Better from the customer experience, better from the player experience, better from the owner, better in game, better on television or right. through media or right. all of the above. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like a little Venn diagram with those groups. There's a lot
1: that overlaps. There's some things that don't. Um, We think that if we can make the game better from a football perspective from a very football centric perspective The other groups are all going to appreciate that fans owners players um, They have more of their interests aligned than don't align Um, So we're really focused on the game that's being played on the field and how to make that better
3: One of the things that interests me uh, as tracking football is why America is particularly fascinated with NFL as opposed to the other sports It is clearly you know, emerged as the number one sport. And the reason I often give is that it's only 16 games. Mm-hmm. We can easily yep. concentrate an enormous amount of our energy. The body um, you uh, should
0: know that he's a baseball guy. Yes. So he's, uh, a little bit, he's a little uh, bit envious. Okay. Uh, a little envious, okay. but,
3: you know, baseball is 162 games. It is and a it's, lot. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slow walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, we we have its advantages. But what in particular about um, and, and the NFL football is so important to Americans? Yeah. I, personal opinion
1: because I because I I like this question quite honestly and that's I think it's the question we have to ask ourselves when we go into policy mode in the offseason about what to change and not change about the game you have to start with what is it about the game that makes it special and important and part of that is I think is the cadence the schedule cadence and how often they play letting things breathe the drama having conversations for two hours about um, this this game that we're gonna have but then also it's the the game itself the movement, I think it's sort of the the acquisition of property as you move your way down the field. It's very militaristic. It's war. I think people (laughs) people like that. Um, There's a lot about the game that's complicated. Having two kids, you can break it down to its simplest form, which is just sort of acquisition of territory, back and forth Mm. to score points Mm. and goals. Mm. You do that over and over and over until the clock runs out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is something that's interesting to people i think they find it understandable digestible but it also just resonates with them
0: Mm -hmm. damani you know i know you've been doing interviews this week so i know you've had this question a lot but we got to ask you go for it what what are you thinking on officiating what's going to happen with officiating and how much how much of a bump does that issue get because of what happened in new orleans uh
1: well i guess what i'll say is this we are always focused on officiating it's not something that that we just started talking about or just started trying to improve we've been doing it really almost for a a hundred years now since we've had a league is how we make the game better and part of that is is officiating better. Um, So my role, my group's role is to work with these different units, so officiating is is one of them and talk about how we can use data, how we can use technology, other policies and procedures that are going to make their work easier, make it better. Mm -hmm. Um, That's our task is to bring those different innovations to them.
2: Mm-hmm. Could you talk about how data and technology can actually help officials? Not necessarily during the game, although yeah. you could imagine. You, can. you could Absolutely. imagine something Absolutely. in the game. And maybe during you could talk game. to us about thoughts on that. But yeah. even after the game, like how do ref- how are referees scored? Absolutely. How would they, you know, yeah. we're, since we're both, I'm an NFL guy, but I'm also a baseball we, guy. Umpires in baseball Umpires in baseball yeah. get graded. You can see, did they call a ball when it was right. really a strike and vice versa? How is that done in the NFL? It's it's very similar. So the it,
1: NFL, baseball, uh, NBA, I think that evaluation process is very similar. Post game, there are evaluations, there are numeric scores that are given our our graders do it on a play-by-play basis so think about that there's seven officials on the field every play 155 plays a game everybody is being graded in terms of how they performed on that play and then you start to aggregate that information not just for an individual but for a crew for all 126 officials and then it's just math then you start doing asking yourself questions about how are we calling certain plays uh, by play type by location on the field Um, Are they calling things differently indoors versus outdoors? Early season versus late season? And now with the player tracking data, we also have chips in the balls, we have chips on our officials, so now we can start to look at movement and location, their mechanics, and just provide them Really, it should be supplementary information to what they're already doing as part of the grading and evaluation.
0: Process. You know, we should have someone from the league on the show sometime. We would love to hear about, I mean, referee analytics from a very, from a very supportive, you know, yeah. learning and development perspective. That would be fascinating. Yeah. Well,
2: you could imagine a situation, uh, Damani, where the referee missed the call, whatever that means, yep. because he or she was on the wrong angle. Right, they weren't actually. It was the. It wasn't that they made a mistake. Just a given where they were standing. Yep they got the wrong call. Right. So that's, I mean, in some sense, there are, there's it's a different kind of mistake. Right. How about right. that way? And so what we're
1: trying to do is, right now, a lot of that, and historically, has been done using two-dimensional video. Just like players, looking at game film. And so now we're trying to take the data and say, okay, let's take a similar play. A run to the, to the right sideline. Where are the officials Fantastic. in that right. play? Are they all in the same location? Are there outliers? What's happening with those outliers? And using that to, to help our officials. Do you,
3: do you expect that there, there will be more instant replay
1: more instant in re- terms of like reviews reviews more reviews I don't they
3: change the rules for example
1: I, I don't expect there will be more reviews I think what we'll do is what we've continued to do which is try to improve the replay review process yeah. so that's both on the field as well as the decisions Al and his crew make in New York and provide them with tools to make decisions more importantly Faster, I think that's our big focus. Right. right. And
0: how how do you guys think about the resources you put on a game at in the postseason versus in the regular season? I don't know how you're in what way you're constrained. So you come down to the conference championships, for example, there are only two games versus the 16 on a normal weekend. Do you have more resources dedicated? I don't even. I mean, how do y'all think about that?
1: There are so so our our office, the AMGC, basically. You've got a bunch of officials that are um, Al and his staff are in the room looking at. All of the games. So Sunday, one o'clock, you could have eight, nine, ten games right, going right. on at a time. So you spread across. Um, a lot so more. you start to get spread pretty thin versus a traditional Sunday night, Monday night game. You can all be laser focused on one okay. game. Okay. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that to say that those Sunday games lack for any sort of oversight or anything like
0: that. So what about the other, the big p- other controversy that, you know, we'll get over the referee thing, I'm sure. The <laughs> NFL, if anything, has proven to be robust to almost anything. Where, where do you, where are you guys now on the health issues that we were just at the NFL PA on here? And one of their big concerns, obviously, is health. You know, concussions and improving the health around that is always going to be a big yeah. deal. Is that part of the, con- how are y'all thinking about that? Ab-
1: right Absolutely. And, and we can use data and technology to help us solve that, not just from, An equipment standpoint which we've invested millions of dollars in trying to make not only helmets better but we're now focused on shoulder pads and cleats and spending a lot of time on that but also again with the player tracking data where players are on the field uh, at certain times when different incidents happen. We've got researchers looking at video to say what are the angles and body positions people are at? Where are people getting hit? On what kind of play type to start to, to distill down what is actually the significant
2: variable that we need to try to correct? Mm-hmm. So Damani, mm-hmm. one of the things that we do as researchers and statisticians assistants is we think about running experiments. Now, I don't yeah. mean the experiments like, well, let's just play around with this player's health or safety. What are the kinds of things that you're thinking, boy, let's try this out? Is there something you can tell us that the league is thinking, you know what, it's at least worth trying. We don't yeah. know if it's going to work, right. but we're going to experiment with yeah. it. Or if you if it, you can't tell us about something in the future, maybe something that's been done the last couple years where you had an idea, you tried it out, it was successful, can you give us some idea I about think, it? I think I'll so call it a your, culture of experimentation. Yeah, I think
1: to your latter point, it's the kickoff. So we we've had data over time that has shown on a a per-rata basis, um, injuries, particularly concussions, have been most severe on kickoffs. And so we started with that data point and we said, okay, what can we look at to try to change? And some of that was equipment, some of that was alignment. Um, And then just really looked at data and tried to make changes, but we didn't know. So really the 2018 season was one long experiment in what happens when you change certain things around the kickoff. So
3: what are the variables that you were experimenting with? I know that there were some changes that were actually implemented, but what do you actually yeah. What can you so, play
1: with? So the, the way that people line up prior to the kick, you can't run up before the kick. Now That's you have, to start, yeah. you have to start. Even number of people? Even number of people on both sides of the ball where the, the return team, where they can line up, how many have to be in a certain box, what they can do right off the kick. They used to do jump blocks and attack guys right away. I they actually like that. it
2: that guys can just signal fair catch without actually yeah. going for the ball, yeah. which is another part of that
1: change. No, more, no more wedge blocks, two on one blocks, you can't do that. Right, anymore. but these
3: are rules that were instituted league wide all at once. Yes. And then you just tried you tried different things and
1: We did we did those all at once. You did so them, we, them all at once. We there don't, you go. We, we don't you have didn't play the, with one the benefit of yeah. we don't have a minor league. So we don't have the benefit of an environment where we're able to test those things out. Um, So (laughs) we'll we'll experiment with some things during Pro Bowl. We do that with a lot of technology at Pro Bowl. Um, A few things during preseason, but not much. People are competing for real jobs, so that's hard to do. Um, But sometimes you just have to just take a chance during the season to see how it goes.
0: Damani, talking about experimenting with technology in the Pro Bowl, we saw the way you guys pushed out motion tracking data it was really neat what you were doing online there and some with the television production Your one of your big jobs is what you said is forward looking where is football going to be three or five years from now how can we make that as good as possible can you give us some ideas that you're thinking about on that front
1: i think there's there's sort of short term like 2019 some things we're going to try to do with with player tracking and ball tracking so One that we're really taking a hard look at is kicks out of bounds, punts out of bounds, right? The punt goes deep, goes out of bounds. The referee runs (laughs) down the field,
2: (laughs)
3: stops
1: somewhere, And I totally arbitrary yeah. high, high 90 percent of the time. Now that we have the data to know yeah. where the ball went out of bounds, we can say with a good degree of confidence over 90 percent of the time. They're within a yard of where it went. I was going to ask you, right? we're that's statisticians. We really, talk about margin really of Navarro and, and 10 percent. They're really, really good. Uh, not so see, no, great. Right? It's <laughs> a bell curve. It starts to spread out. And there are sometimes there's been occasions when it's been five, six, seven, eight yards away from yeah. where it went out of bounds. But you yeah. just
2: said within a yard. I think if you asked most people fans who yeah. don't know they would have said there's no way 90 percent is within yeah. a yard that's yeah. that's a great yeah. idea. That's, really that's they're really really good at
1: it so the question is how do we use that data efficiently so quickly and accurately to get them to make a correction to say actually you put the ball at 25 it actually should be at the 30. Right
3: and without delaying the game are, are there will there be right. fan uh, motivation tracking like for example in baseball we love to watch how fast they throw the pitch will we yeah. see will we see on screen immediately that pass was x miles per hour I think that our,
1: speed that you know I think our sense is that that day is coming so that's gotta be yeah right. that day is coming particularly with the technology getting as quickly as it can and you'll see that on on Sunday again with it getting as good and as fast as it can, we know that's going to come. I think I think what we're saying is like, how do we start to use that data to make the game better? So I think really like five, ten years, maybe not even that far, working with our partners like Microsoft and Intel is sort of the complete digitization of the field. And now you know that's what I was ask you. you know every really? point from a video and from a data standpoint where every event happens. So the ball, did the ball go over the goal line? When did it go over the goal line relative to other body parts? Starting to figure that out with a high degree of accuracy and speed, mm-hmm. uh, I think, is where we'll be in the next five years.
0: What, is there any conversation around the style of play, or do you just guys kind of let things evolve as they evolve? So the play really has changed in the yeah, last couple of years.
1: Absolutely. So, And you can start to do that with data. So things like, where are the cornerbacks lined up? I'm an old cornerback, right? How many of them are in press coverage versus off coverage? How often does that happen? You used to have to look at video to do that. We know that instantaneously know. now. Mm-hmm. Um, where is the ball being thrown? We have a map of every single pass thrown in 2017 and 2018. Mm-hmm. Where were the completions thrown? Where were the incompletions thrown? Mm-hmm. Where are our officials relative to those passes? Do we need to change mechanics in that area? So uh, I think there's a lot. We're just really starting to scratch the
0: surface of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the hardest part of your job, you What would you most like help or insight or progress on?
1: Um, geez. I think the high degree of certainty with which we have to do things that, particularly when it comes to technology, things can't work 95% of the time, right? That 5% is a win versus a loss. That 5% is someone losing their job. Right. So things have to work with a high degree of certainty and accuracy um, before we roll something out. And that's, that's really a challenge. But marrying that with the high expectations of this is a $13 billion league. You guys should be able to get everything done, you know, <laughs> right. perfectly. So trying to manage those expectations with the reality of where we mm-hmm. have to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you tried manufacturing another Patrick Mahomes? Is that, <laughs> is that in the works at For, all?
1: Fortunately, that happens pretty naturally. And that's the beautiful part about this game is that um, you get to see young players like that who – bring energy and in some cases a different style of play to the game that's really, really refreshing. So mm-hmm. it's um, that that part is
3: pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. What's the popularity of football in high school relative to it was 10 years ago and 20 years before that? So,
1: so we're o- over about a 10 year period. I think we're off in the single digit percentages in terms of a decrease in high school football participation, um, which isn't good, but it's also, you have to take that in context, right? With any data, you take it in context. What, what's happening across the entire sports landscape. You see a lot of sports specialization. You see a lot of people just not playing sports in general. Um, not unlike what's happening in the media industry. Everybody's fighting for viewers. Viewership is declining, so you gotta just try and get the biggest pie you can. Uh, I think we're trying to do that with, with youth and high school football as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Listen, Damani, we appreciate you taking the time out of a very busy week to be yeah, with us. Yeah, absolutely, love, fun. love hearing about the work that you're doing we're a big fans of the sport. Even Audie Weiner here. Oh, I'm out.
3: I'm out. We've converted Rock him. Rock and roll, yeah. We've Doing converted great. him in the last do five it. years, and I now like he's, it. like, really great. digging in. You him. know what it is, Has done it. It's the data. I'm just rolling in data. Right? And it's, it's just amazing. Fun. Yeah. I waste a whole Sunday afternoon just
0: flowers, <laughs> through. <laughs>
1: there's a lot
3: you can do
0: with it. <laughs> All right, sir. Er- Devani, wish you the best this week. Have fun with it, and wish you the best with the work. Thank you, guys. Forward.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
0: That was Damani Leach, Senior Vice President of Football Strategy and Business Development at the National Football League. He's been in the job about four years looking at making the game of football better, looking at what's coming up in the next three to five years. He picked up that position after working in the NCAA for about 17 years. Damani Leach. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.